Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Lunch Boys Podcast, episode two. It's really fun not doing one of these every other day because then we can talk about what we want to talk about. And more stuff happens. And more stuff happens. You never get that day where it's like, hey guys, not much happened today, so we're going to ramble. Lunch Boys aren't about wasting your time. <laughs> That's true. Um, so two things we're talking about today. We're talking about the newest country... Uh, Chaz. It sounds like Chad, so it's like the most punchable country I've ever heard of. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> the Capitol Hill <laughs> Autonomous Zone in Seattle, Washington. And, uh, yeah, Ryan, what do you think of this new country? Would you like to move there? Um, you know, as an anarchist, I've been told that this is exactly what my country would look like. So, um, I did see somebody call it soy malia, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, you know, I thought that was a winner. Um, but definitely no God, never would I, I would, I would go there for a vacation, but I never live there. A vacation there also just sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't know, pack man. your car cause the homeless people take it. Although I got to say like, I appreciate what they're trying to do. But like, if this had been like a student project, I would have more respect for it. But the mm-hmm. fact that it was done um, forcefully, uh, not the biggest fan. I'm like, I am a fan, and I'm not a fan. It's like violent <laughs> music videos. Like, I like it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be proud to be in it. Right, I don't want to be in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I hate more than anything is the idea that. If, if like the Tea Party or any pro-life movement had done anything close to this, like they would have been nuked like the second they were like, yeah, this is a new country. But because it's this woke left wing thing, they can literally take over blocks of a city of a major city. And they're like, oh, it's got a block party vibe. It's the summer of love. The news like, you would have been- shot all of us if it was my people. <laughs> like... <laughs> You mean if I had Jewish? a bunch of Gadsden flags and like taxation is theft stickers, they would have been like, these are white supremacist Nazis and we need to exterminate them immediately. But because they have the right signs up, it's like, oh, well, they're just doing a peaceful protest with an armed border. Right. That yeah. that's the funniest thing to me is you get a bunch of lefties together and they just become Donald Trump. And I'm like, yeah. I thought he was an idiot. Is that what Donald Trump's been doing this whole time? I mean, he's been trying to put a border wall around us. And what was the first thing that Chaz did? Let's build a border wall and have armed guards patrol it. Orange man sneaky. Have the Uh, tightest borders on the planet. Say what? Yeah. And have the tightest. We're also on Zoom. So if there's ever any awkward toe stepping, that's why. Um, (laughs) But they had armed border guards the first thing. And like was very selective on who came in and out. So exactly what they're supposed to hate. I also just exactly. love that they, they essentially force the cops out, right? Uh-huh. Um, what is the difference between that and an act of war? Like if a, if a different nation were to just send they're paratroopers leftist. and do that, wouldn't that be a big problem? I'm moderately yeah. surprised that there isn't full support for the government to just go in. And, and obliterate them? Yeah, like you would if they were invaders or domestic terrorists or whatever. You know, if I had known it was this easy to just start Ancapistan, you know, me and the LP would have done it a long time ago. We just thought it was an act of war and we were playing by the rules. 
<laughs> Number one rule being an ANCAP man. You're not supposed to follow those rules. That's how they get you. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's, that's the whole problem with the Chaz, though. Is like, I hate calling it the Chaz. I mean, it's I a solid I literally want to punch I'm it a, every time. I'm a big yeah. fan. It's very... Ugh. <laughs> what a god-awful name for a country. Mm. I, I respect it a lot. I want to quaff its hair. Did you see nice. that it's uh, people are trying to switch the name to the CHOP, the Capitol Hill uh, Occupied Protest, I think it was? Why? Uh, I think because people were crapping on the name Chaz so much. Oh, dude. It, I mean, it's punchable. It's the and, most punchable country ever. It, it doesn't make sense to me. We have, an, we have a country literally named Chad, and Chaz is more punchable. <laughs> than that. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. amazing. <laughs> Very nice. But like just from like a political ideological standpoint, this whole thing it really has bothered me a lot because it's just mm. like and we'll we'll kind of get to it a little bit more, but it's just like we thought Trump was a xenophobic racist because he he campaigned on one single thing, which was basically mm. build the wall. Oh, and jail Hillary. Oh, yeah. Well, but that was warranted. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, that's the thing is like you're going to campaign on that and that's going to be this thing that the left is going to say you're a horrible person for. Or if you're the NRA, people hate the NRA because they want to increase people's gun ownership and they're, exerc- they're exercising of the Second Amendment rights. But then the first thing these people do, and as a principle, they should hate these things, mm-hmm. is put up a wall, arm themselves they, they effectively created a state. There's like some, I can't remember his name, but um, some freaking SoundCloud rapper. That's yeah, like, Raz, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's that's causing, that's that's calling the shots and stuff like that. And I'm like, guys, you guys built a state and now it's crumbling. It's falling apart. And mm-hmm. the saddest part about it is it's falling apart while being subsidized by the state that you kicked yeah. out. <laughs> it's just yeah. like um, watching them fan. call the police on like assaults and whatever that are reportedly happening in there. It's mm-hmm. like, I thought you guys didn't want that. And like, granted we did a whole episode last week about how I don't want it in the way it is now. But like, I thought you guys were really against it. You weren't even against it the way I was against it, but now yeah, you're you were against it enough to kick the police out. And now you're calling them in. Yeah. What the frick is going uh, on. I, I will say you hit on like the political philosophy thing. Um, Nothing has driven me more crazy in the last, I guess it'd be two or three weeks than watching the media call these rioters and like purveyors of chaos, I guess, anarchists. And it's like, I have, I have the textbook definition of anarchism in front of me right now. It says it a belief in the abolition of all government and the organization of society on a voluntary cooperative basis without recourse to force or compulsion. Does that sound anything like what they're doing? No. Out there? Lots of compulsion That is going literally not the word. It is literally not the word. Anarchists aren't burning buildings down. They're avoiding paying taxes. Like, it's a completely different thing. <laughs> have you... Have either of you guys watched the... Uh um the free solo documentary the nat geo i have not i do not know the guy that like climbed uh al capistan in yosemite without any ropes because he's crazy i've heard about this dude yeah yeah really watched it yeah alex honnold i think his name so he he did this thing where he was talking about how people say like oh my gosh 
there's so much uh, risk. How could you do that? There's so much risk. And he said, actually, I've climbed this so many times, every wall that I've ever free soloed, and oftentimes people will conflate risk with consequence. So by the time I get on the wall, there's actually very little risk because I know every step I'm going to make and it's memorized before I get to the mountain. But if yeah. I mess up, there's very high consequence. And so mm-hmm. with anarchy, people conflate anarchy with chaos. So there can mm-hmm. be very high anarchy and very little chaos. There can be very high chaos and very little anarchy. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue that I think a lot of people have when they talk about anarchy is they believe anarchy is chaos. And that's yeah. not true. That's both from a textbook was, uh, definition standpoint and from a philosophical standpoint, that's not true. Yeah. I am not an anarchist, but I do feel the need to differentiate. <laughs> uh, I forget if it was uh, I forget if it was Tom Woods or Murray Rothbard who said um, it was one of the two, like the greats, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, but one of them said, like, every time you walk down the street, you're in a state of anarchy. You know, there's nobody like peering over your shoulder. There's just like this illusion of like the state hovering above you like oh well if something happens like everyone's behaving because of the state it's not that people are naturally good it's because the state's forcing us to behave well, and that's just that's, that's not the case true. i don't think i mean i would like to quote the great louis ck who said <laughs> that with the, his pants on or off i'm i'd take them both ways i think there's uh i should, probably shouldn't have said that because uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> but I, I believe he said that the biggest deterrent from murder is the law against murder. Because otherwise, so. you would have murdered a few people. I don't think so. Ah, uh, it's I tempting. think the people who are crazy enough to murder Did I just are implicate myself? <laughs> <laughs> Next time there's a murder in, in this night? area, they're going to be like, we know this guy who does a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said he's got and, a couple people. I feel like in 95% of cases, if you're crazy enough to murder, like you're going to do it anyways. Like it's naturally uh, like what is a natural law where it's like everyone just understands you don't kill people unless they're actively killing another person or actively doing something you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Just let it fly. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, that's the only thing that I can kind of understand that like laws definitely do brainwash people into walking a line. You know, that's why even like major religions have these strict rules because otherwise you're going to burn forever because it subliminally does make you constantly aware that there are consequences. Yeah. Okay. So then on that point in like an Ancapistan sort of situation, maybe it's not the state that's going to come after you, but maybe if every other person is a firearm owner. So maybe like the state is the consequence. But what if like the individual becomes the consequence where it's like, I mean, oh, I'm I way more afraid of a dad with a gun going after a guy that just raped his daughter versus the, police, the state. Yeah. Because for one yeah. of these people, it's personal. And even if that guy gets the death sentence, it's not going to be half as bad as what that dad would have done to him. But it's yeah. it's wouldn't you say, though, it's like the law against doing that that prevents people from doing it? Because otherwise, I feel like you're right. They probably would just go and I I want to uh, say. Because this is where our action this is reaction, where our I'm Christianity starts to come out. I actually believe that there is an inherent morality in all of us, which is why mm-hmm. so many different cultures, which are incredibly diverse, diverse in the actual sense, not diverse as in black at a white church. Ah. Um, 
My facial expression. But like, there's so much diversity in the world and pretty much anybody would be able to agree with you. Um, killing another human being is wrong for some reason, shape or form. Mm-hmm. And those are religious people, non-religious people, liberal people, conservative people. It becomes a gray area though when it's a reaction to something. We that is totally true. fine with going to Iraq and just blowing them up for freedom. Well, I'm not okay with it. Well, I know, but I guess like your average <laughs> quote unquote uh, Western morality person mm. seemed well, because I, I feel on board enough. By the way, that they didn't riot against it, so I feel like that gives some perspective to how they yeah. Felt. But like the state and media have brainwashed us for decades that every single person overseas is like fighting for our freedoms. Like the Middle East is a constant threat to our way of life. Where like we don't have to be in. 98% of the engagements we're in. So, like, if you think that the alternative to us killing them is them killing us, like, if you've been kind of brainwashed and maybe you don't pay attention enough or something, to think in that kind of, it's one of these that two options, I get how you can be okay with it. But I just don't think it's the same, personally. No, I guess I was just saying, because he was just saying people have morality within them, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just suggesting maybe that isn't a, quite the case, seeing the kind of things that we do let slide every day. I mean, but like those things only happen because of the like the monsters and criminals that are in charge. And like the whole point of like anarchism is getting rid of those people, you know? Right. And that that's where my argument that, like I said in the last episode, I'm going to say intellectual honesty constantly. Because mm-hmm. I think it's important and most people don't think about it. Yeah. Um, but if it's wrong for me to kill someone, like, that's why I'm really frustrated with how this, like, race issue has gotten so hijacked um, and how white people are becoming a scapegoat for the state. I'm like, it's wrong for that man, blue uniform or not, to kill that man. Now, Mm -hmm. it's terrible because even as I'm saying that, I know there's someone that's like, that sounds a lot like all lives matter. No, no, no. I'm, you know, black lives matter. I'm black. I'm all about it. But like the point I'm making, though, from a morality standpoint is if it's wrong to kill, it's wrong to kill. And so Mm -hmm. then when the state continues to kill, I have a moral issue with that. So, yes, there is an issue with uh, uh, systemic predation of the state and black people. But that also happens to white people. That also happens to, you know, black and brown kids in the Middle East. That also happens even in a polite way when we just station our freaking armed troops in other countries just for the frick of it. Yeah. And I'm like, what the frick are we doing? (laughs) It's just nuts. So it's just so intellectually dishonest. And that's why anarchy is so interesting to me. Yeah. Because it actually addresses the heart of a problem rather than doing what, you know, everyone that we know is doing and just posting on Instagram and saying vote in Joe Biden and praying it's going to be different. (laughs) Who will definitely do a good job. He'll definitely sniff everyone. I mean, (laughs) he will sniff out the competition. (laughs) competition. (laughs) Um, But I guess his curly leg hair is shooting right back up. If he doesn't win, they'll put us back in chains. Oh my. And you know, he likes it when black people are clean. He'll work with them, you know, like he did with Obama. Oh, all actual Mm. quotes. Go Google them. He's not racist Mm. at all. Oh my. Sorry, Henry, you're trying to say something. Oh, my. I enjoyed hearing that, though. 
<laughs> and me, and everyone's like, really go good. vote. I'm like, okay, sure. Have fun with that. Joe Jorgensen. <laughs> <laughs> if um, anyone. Uh, just going back to what Ryan was saying, that people had uh, this thought. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was something to the effect of the state is lurking over their shoulder. That is what's keeping them in line. If we had anarchy what would be keeping people in line? I do wonder or, if you uh, could... Could I correct that real fast? Yeah, I was sure. saying the idea of this... I think most people are naturally good and that it's themselves looking over their shoulders. So maybe I misspoke. But like when people hear the word anarchy, they're like, what? You can't have anarchy. People can't look after themselves. And my argument is 99.9% .9 of us can. And like we're a lot stronger than that 0.1. So we don't need the state to do it. On the flip side, I would say that maybe the circles that we hang around in typically could, right? Uh, mm. We are in mm. church a lot. Uh, we are in a metropolitan city that doesn't have the worst crime statistics in the country. Um, mm -hmm. But if you were to go to rural America, uh, they have a history of murder that just happened and nobody would ever follow up and they didn't care. So I am not sure... I guess what I'm trying to say is I love the idea of people being individually responsible for their actions and that your mm -hmm. neighbor will basically call you out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes a um, relationship of community, even though you are the opposite of community in a sense. But well, I, I uh, to push back on that real fast. Um, and this is another thing that like people call libertarians, individualists and like, you know, isolationist almost on a personal sense. And it's like, we're not pro isolation. We're pro voluntary association. And I think that's a very different thing. Oh, like, I, I guess I was state, like, I don't want the state telling me who I should and shouldn't hang out with. Uh, I want to be able to like do that myself. And like mainly who I should and shouldn't, uh, I guess, patronize with my dollars that are stolen from me every time I'm paid. So this actually might be a good time to point this out, uh, where your principles actually lie. So what I really meant mm -hmm. to say was essentially that if you do something that wrongs your neighbor, whoever is in your sphere of influence essentially mm -hmm. will cast judgment on you and you'll figure out a comparable reaction to whatever yeah. was done wrongly, right? Mm -hmm. I feel mm -hmm. like that would be a solid principle to have in this kind of society. On mm -hmm. the flip side though, if everybody isn't on the same playing field so to speak whether that's firepower or intellectual level like you're not going to be able to pull this off so that's why i brought up like rural america i'm not really sure if anarchy would work there at, at this moment it would take some sort of transition period well but that's actually really you like you said that is a really good segue because that's the issue especially with Chaz. that's mm -hmm. the issue with the left and then especially with just like so many things the right does they're just more subversive with it um, I like to use the word clever. Thank you. Sneaky. Yes, thank you. Conniving. <laughs> it just... <laughs> I mean, but they are. <laughs> um, that's why this whole race thing, ultimately, all it does is give power to the state. So Republican-Democrat doesn't matter. But meanwhile, people think it's going to make a difference if they vote in Joe Biden. Right. State's mm -hmm. just as powerful, so it doesn't matter. Um, especially the unelected state. But that's a ooh, that's oh, that's so, far left. So fun. Far left. Um, <laughs> I guess, but, Henry, are, when you say murder is going unsolved, do you mean like racist white people killing black people? Or do you mean like 
It, like even like in general, white right? people killing white people. It is a smorgasbord of murder. Yeah, I did a ghost tour, gotcha. um, and they were just talking about like the history in like the late eighteen hundreds. Amazing amounts of violence, uh, accusing people of being witches. Uh, people coming like drifters through town selling stuff. They outsold some competitors, so a group of guys just went in and lynched them. It was amazing, in the worst way. Amazing as in. You know, you know what I'm saying. And that's the point, though, is that, okay, so if someone said, define libertarianism for me, right? Mm-hmm. I would say that libertarianism is not a party. So that's the first thing. It's really more of a philosophy. The philosophy mm-hmm. hinges, as I understand it, on three things. Number one is uh, a non-aggression principle. Mm-hmm. So you cannot do anything violent towards me like actually violent not like you can say to me whatever you want but you can't like harm my physical person um property property rights so you can't take anything that's mine you can't be on things that are mine if i tell you to get off of it but you Mm -hmm. can if i invite you and then the third thing is voluntary exchange of goods now i think the issue with the left as we're seeing with the Chaz, is oftentimes with guns border walls when it's inconvenient to their emotion, they'll fight it. But they don't actually have principles. And some will, listening to this podcast right now, will be like, I have principles. And I'll say, okay, what are the three things that you stand for? And every voting decision that you make, whether or not you support a candidate, has to go down to this. So this is why I get in trouble for thinking Biden is just as racist as Trump has ever been, if not more. Um, Mm -hmm. Because there's a set of principles that govern whether or not you're a good candidate. And the same thing with the right. The right does a really good job of hijacking Christianity um, in an effort to apply biblical values to political structures, but it's, it's, a, it's a total play in order to get a relatively large voting block to vote for them. And they aren't principled yeah. at all. They're a bunch of greedy old turds. And so... Ryan, sorry. Oh, say so uh, just to play excited devil's... and I was like, oh, I want to hear what you have to say. Oh, I was going to say, like, <laughs> just to play devil's advocate, let's take a lefty's response to the question of what would your three, like, guiding principles be? Like, what do you think they would be? To me, the first one that they would say would be, or I guess the first two would be equal rights and equal opportunity to succeed. And, okay. like, even if that's, because, like, same, like, th- that's a big part of ours basically, you know, in a different wording, but it's the same sort of idea. Uh, But you can poke holes in it with equal rights. Okay, well, the way you're going about it, equal rights, like in the libertarian sense, like that Supreme Court case that just passed, which says you you can't fire people for being gay or transgender, whatever it was, that was the gist of it. It's like, well, I believe in the right of association and discrimination. Like if it's your personal business and property, you can tell people to leave or not hire them for whatever reason you want. You shouldn't. You should take the most qualified person for the job. But if you if you decided, I don't want to have gay people there, that should be your right. And if you're a church, like, it's your religious right to, if, like, discriminate based on religious belief. So the way they're going after that point is kind or Muslim, of... Muslim, by the way. Can we use a different... Yeah, or, or Muslim. In, like, most <laughs> a religions. different example um, for gay discrimination. Yeah, because yeah, most churches like, don't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. whatever it is, like 
you know, for any reason, and you don't have to tell them. Um, and like the same thing for like equal opportunity to, uh, like, or equal opportunity to succeed. They do that by taking money from the rich people. Like they have a progressive tax system. Like they're taking money from people who are, are succeeding and then just funneling it to other places. Like the war on poverty, we've spent like a trillion and a half dollars or whatever, and poverty rate has gone up. It's like clearly that's not working. So maybe more market-based solutions uh, could be the way to do that. Also, real fast, I googled the can... amount of uh, real fast. I googled the amount of murders last year just to see if they were like crazy. It's sixteen thousand, uh, which is like a lot, but in a country of three hundred, right? yeah, it's from the FBI. Uh, and like I know, like here we are using government numbers, but oh, I like using government numbers because if the leftists come after me for it, it's like if you don't even trust them to give you right numbers. Like, how do you trust them with your health care? You know? So anyways, uh, that's in a, in a country of 330 million. Because that was yeah. a hot take. <laughs> but in a country of 330 million, 16,000 is not a ton. 1,800 of them were in California. Uh, oh, so shoot. Like, so like the, the most left. I'm telling you, it's those music state. videos, man. Yeah, the, the most. Why is that hilarious? <laughs> The most left state is like responsible for the most murder. They've got no guns, they've got no rights, <laughs> and they're just murdering each other. <laughs> but like, granted, granted, the next three or the next two are red, and then it's Illinois, which I'm pretty sure is blue, right? Uh, and then it's Very Pennsylvania, blue. Georgia, North Carolina is up there. At, I think that's number seven. So like, red states seven get is their, God's number, so it's all good. Red, you know what I'm red states good. get their fair share, but I'm just saying it's not like as much as maybe like gun rights or gun law activists maybe would think, I guess. What were you going to say, Jake? Sorry. <laughs> Had to bring no, that no, no. I mean, fast. I think you did a good job of trying to talk about what a left person, like a left-leaning person's ideals would be, what their values would be, mm -hmm. but their values implode on each other almost instantly in most of the things that they stand for. So yeah. you mentioned a bunch, but to go with, for example, equal opportunity and equal rights to people, mm -hmm. um, you said that you believe in the right of discrimination, right? To be able to, or, or it not. It sounds worse. It sounds really it terrible is. when you use the D word. But um, like, you discriminate right of association. all the time. Like think about if you're dating, you discriminate every time you see somebody. Yeah, I mean, but that's fat shaming. It, and we don't do well, that anymore. Okay. Well, based on like a billion different <laughs> criteria, you discriminate on different things. And to like piggyback off of what you were saying, like my political philosophy basically boils down to property rights with the most basic of them being you own yourself. So nobody can tell you what to do with yourself. And like that leads into if nobody can tell you what to do with yourself, freedom of speech is absolute. Freedom of thought is absolute. Freedom of thought kind of extends into freedom of discrimination because if your thought says, I don't want like this person because of X, Y, and Z characteristics, you don't have to associate with them because your property is yourself in the area around like your personal bubble, right? So you don't have to be near those people if you don't want. And if you own your own property, you have the right to exclude because if you, somebody can tell you to have somebody over for a dinner party, you don't actually own your house. You know, it's not your property. People can tell you who you can and can't let in. And that extends to your business and like who you deal with in that sense. I mean, I would say I agree for the most part. 
But I do wonder sometimes about something like um, discrimination against people with physical disabilities. Because mm-hmm. if you are trying to keep society intact, and if you, at the same time, I think the counter argument is that the free market would be able to make a place for them. Yeah. Um, and, they, however, and they do regularly. Well, I don't know if I would say regularly because there are laws in place to kind of ensure that. Um, is there? I, I, yeah. Uh, I forget what, what it's called. But essentially, they, they're protecting people with handicaps. I don't know if that's the politically correct way of saying it. But <laughs> See, but like, yeah, it, was, it was people first. Huh? So you did it right, yeah. Oh, cool. In, yeah. in what, people in with what handicaps, sense? Not handicaps. Like, is it protecting yeah. in, like, a handicapped person, a, a so physically somebody, handicapped person can't do a, a construction job, like, well, driving, like, something like that. Like, you have to have the most qualified person. Like, oh, in sure, sure. But I guess, like, because there are plenty of jobs where maybe it's not as, like, the brand that a company wants to put out, maybe. Like, let's mm-hmm. say, like, a, a youth clothing brand might avoid people with disabilities just because of yeah. their, like jazzy look that they want to go for um i mean and like at it's it's scummy but you should be able to decide like i only want this but as a society, that's actually whatever. the point that i'm kind of making though is that you know if you believe in equal opportunity for whether it be handicapped people gay people whatever the first thing that the left in particular does when it starts to step on one of their ideas or their protected people groups is discriminate against them. So, and then it's also an idea of, of co-opting their own thought processes. So like, for example, just because like, you know, we go to church and I hear about this stuff. If you're a church that is not overt in your uh, beliefs of homosexuality, like whether or not, which is by the way, the H word homosexuality, only old Christians say that. But, um, <laughs> who says that? But anyway, like, if you're not overt in your views on gay people and their opportunities for leadership and things like that, they'll straight up say, like, like, this church you shouldn't go to, this is a bad church, blah, 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 blah. And so then it's like, well, if you believe in everyone having a shot, why do you also get to now, when you said that I couldn't, that they can't, uh, that as Christians, they can't. I'm trying to formulate this thought. I'm sorry, guys. Go for it. But as Christians, they they can't um, proselytize to you or try to get you to change your own thought processes. Then logically, you can't try to get them to change their thought processes because now you're proselytizing to them. Mm-hmm. And so almost all the time, even if they start in a good place, the left and the right, it'll almost implode on itself immediately. And mm-hmm. that's why I don't think they have any real values. Yeah. Oh, the, what's the the Michael Malice quote? Uh, conservatism is just progressivism driving the speed limit. Like, yeah, none of them are like Obama is center right. Like 2008 Obama is center right at this point. Like that's oh, how for, far uh, the window for has for shifted. Sure. Oh, I don't think he was for gay marriage, actually. He was not. Neither was Biden. But the second the uh, Biden was approval, for stop and frisk, right? I forget. There's just he was so a big much. fan of racial profiling and. Touching their I legs. So. I know it was the 1994 ah. crime bill, which like I forget the the uh, specifics, um, but like they shift so much. Like, what are you conserving, conservatives? Because we have the biggest government that's ever existed. You've been in charge for the last four years. 
Like, and the debt's only gone up. The spending's oh, only yeah. gone up. So the military's that's what the right did bigger. just recently. Is, yeah, so it's like we voted in Trump to get the not we as in me, but you know the, I'm speaking for the right. They voted yeah. in Trump, to, and he's saying we're going to deflate the government, we're going to get rid of some of the debt, and then he signs a two trillion dollar stimulus bill, and people that I know that are Trump supporters are like, "Woo, twelve twelve hundred bucks!" Yeah, and I'm like, guys, that's the opposite of what you voted him in for. Your own value yeah. just imploded on itself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's all they do. They have no values. Yeah, and. Uh, like you can see Obama to Bernie basically like Bernie is now the poster child of the left if you had Which said it's funny because he's a million years old yeah, oh, right? yeah. if you had so uh, old. if you had proposed Bernie's platform like 15 years ago it would be everyone would be on board like isn't that a little communist or something but now it's like no it's socially democratic or you know whatever they say democratic socialism yeah whatever I'm against all of it so it doesn't matter to me uh <laughs> <laughs> But, like, their views shift all the time. And to me, like, that's what drew me to libertarianism. Yeah, that's what drew me to libertarianism is is they've been on the same page for years. Them and communists. So, like, pick one extreme, and we know one of them doesn't work. So, like, I'm going with the libertarian route, you know, because they've been consistent all the time. Have you seen, like, a funny trend, though, that people that were maybe within the last five to ten years, more right-leaning are libertarians now? Yeah, I think it's mainly a young person thing. Like, anybody who's uh, really looking for, like, what they believe, it's like, oh, well, small government, free markets, that makes sense to me. Let me look at Republicans' track record. Oh, my God, they've never done that (laughs) once. I'm not voting for them, you know? (laughs) But it's interesting. (laughs) I feel like I I don't see too many people from, like, moderates to left of center being particularly drawn to libertarian. Well, the left is way more authoritarian. So I think going towards a liberty spectrum where it's like, if I don't believe what you believe, you don't have the right to force me to but believe what you believe. I'm talking about people just slightly left of center. So like you're John Stewart's, right? Yeah, I think it's because, um, and this is going to be like kind of circle jerky, but like libertarian oh, nice. policy is... Put the camera on. Yeah, yeah. You just said that, and this is the podcast we want our parents to be able to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, the the lefty policies on almost everything is, oh, well, the government will pay for it. They'll figure it out. Like, the libertarian policy is way deeper than that when it's like, oh, what's this market-based solution? Like, what could a radical innovation or, like, market innovation of this industry look like? You have to, like, read a book to find out. You know, you can't just say, oh, the government will pay for it. That's so easy. So, like, if you're not already looking for an answer that's different than what's the mainstream default answer, you're never going to find it, you know, because it's not ever put in there until Rand Paul says something. And it's like radical libertarian Rand Paul votes against another war. Who's you know? Republican? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, I wonder this would be fun if we were able to do like a personality test for people of different um, political oh, the persuasion. Po- the political compass. Oh, do they already have that? Because that'd yeah, be interesting also, to know, like, as a personality, if you do have, like, a tendency towards, for lack of a better term, like, the nanny state or this yeah. benevolent being that overarches Do you mean you. personality as in Myers-Briggs, Enneagram? Something of that persuasion. Mm-hmm. So that the, describe. Saying, yeah, there's the political compass, and it's two axes, uh, economic left to economic right, so, like, communism versus laissez-faire. 
And then the vertical axis would be like authoritarian to uh, libertarian. So like the bottom right is where I usually hang out. And it's like laissez-faire, libertarian. Really nice French, uh, by the way. Socially. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like, so it, it does kind of, you know, some of the questions are kind of loaded. You know, it's got some social questions where it's like, do you think marriage or sex outside of marriage is immoral? And it's like, well, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't want to tell other people, you know, like this is going to ding my score based on something like, you know, a, a loaded question. You know what I mean? It does add an interesting twist to it. Hmm. Yeah. But then it like, if you say yes, it's like, okay, well then that means you would want the state to regulate whether or not you would have it. And then it puts you more authoritarian. It's like, no, like it doesn't matter if I believe it. It matters that I believe no, like you shouldn't be telling people what to do. You know? Right. But I guess for the sake of the getting a feel for the personality, that would be, yeah. oh, I wish we had the availability to do it like right now. Oh yeah. Maybe for like the follow up. Yeah. Next episode would be cool to do that. Yeah. That Put would that be really cool. Like as a, as a group. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm down. Um, yeah. So that does exist. Huh, interesting. So like, I'd love to know what it is about like the left's. And I don't even want to say left because that's not exactly what I'm talking about. I am talking about the moderate who I guess is more than likely socially liberal, maybe even fiscally conservative sometimes. Mm. And that's how some people have falsely defined libertarianism. But why aren't those people gravitating towards um, libertarianism? And if they are, why don't I ever hear about them? Because as a philosophy, libertarianism doesn't depend on authoritarianism. And, and they, I think that's the biggest difference. They just like it. They just like being told what to do. They like being told and telling other people. So like, for example, Medicare for all, right? I think that there should be some type of healthcare reform. I think based on my values, it's immoral to ask the state to point their gun at someone else, to predate their paycheck, to give healthcare to someone else. That's how I see it. Whereas other people are like, no, no, you're just helping people and giving them access to, and it, it's like, no, you, it's almost your value to use the state's gun to get other people to do what you want them to do, whether they believe it in themselves or not. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. For me, that is a really hard decision to make. Because on the one hand, it's, it's, it's tough because healthcare is already super expensive because it is a flawed system because you've already got insurance companies um, yeah. if you, if you didn't have them, that would drive the cost of Medicare or medical uh, providers more open down. market on drugs. Yeah. Right. Abolish the FDA. Sa- same deal with pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Um, same deal with schools. Cause I think the one argument for why medical treatment is so expensive is because it's so expensive to become a doctor. Well, if you didn't subsidize schools with, mm-hmm. um, federal loans, you would also bring that price down not to mention yeah. Uh, the competition of the free market would allow for more institutions to develop so that you wouldn't necessarily have like a hierarchy of just like your highbrow medical schools, which yeah. I am assuming that that was the case. Let's say 50 years ago. I don't know if it still is. There's actually I, a, a law by law. I think it's 20 states can only by law have one medical school. Nice. That's so it's like artificially the limiting the supply. Yeah. And Tom Woods has a great thing. It's a, an ebook called your friends are wrong about healthcare. And there's like, a million reasons of why the market has just been destroyed and like why it's so expensive. Uh, great. It's free. So like uh, that being Google said, it. <laughs> that being said, I feel like I'm more on board with you. If that were the case, 
mm-hmm. right? Um, because then I also feel like the disenfranchised, like there are groups like churches, nonprofits that do look out for those people. So if you have the heart for it, which there are a lot of people mm-hmm. for those people to take care of them, I feel like the argument that those people are now never going to get healthcare doesn't necessarily add up. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, if we have disaster relief organizations, I'm pretty sure that naturally, uh, if you eliminate all this other red tape, you would start to develop a community that helps those people too. And like already we have the most progressive tax system in the world. I'm pretty sure like double check me on that. Uh, but I'm pretty sure. And like, we're still the most generous country on the, on the planet. I think we did like 900 billion in charitable giving last year, which is a lot. And if like, if healthcare costs came down 90% because of market and like market incentives and whatever, then everyone would be able to afford healthcare, you know? And the people who didn't, we would have the churches because like right now, let's for the sake of numbers, say 10% of people can't afford healthcare. Like that's not a real number, but just like, let's roll with it. If that got cut down to 1%, it's like, well, yeah, that'd be so much easier to like, to pick up the slack of that, you know, and help them out than the 10%. And then you add in the red tape and the bureaucracy and the government inefficiencies and the lack of market incentive and like all of that stuff, it would become so much easier. I love how my like totally on board, but I was also just thinking like my devil's advocate ended up just totally (laughs) pulling to your side. What's funny is that because it makes the most sense. Because it does make the most sense. (laughs) That's why libertarianism is so tough. Is that, and that's another thing is that with the left, they hate debate. They hate it. Um, It's really easy. Are you mansplaining to me right now? I sure am, and I'm actually manspreading (laughs) while I do it. We both are. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty picture. Um, All right, (laughs) but they hate debate because if you if you were going to go up against a principled libertarian which by Mm. the way that's not really a term that um republicans or democrats use there's no such thing as like our principled democrat because they don't have values by which to determine what's principled um not anymore no but maybe even when even when the republicans first started they really only had one value which was the abolishment of slavery see I'll, Um, I'll, i'll disagree with you there they are principled on the issues they care about right now right now yeah, but no, I'm libertarians like, care about the same things no matter what, oh, and no matter I'm what the you. policy is. I'm with you, but next like, the question is: it a principle then? Then it's more of a mood swing. I would agree. Not for libertarians. Well, yeah, for yeah the other parties. But like, well, exactly I, it because is, they didn't like guns, but then they built the Chaz, and now it's like let's all get some guns. Right, right. It's all about how you or, feel or, in the moment. But like, what I'm saying is, I think they are principled on the issues, but they're they haven't taken it to their logical conclusion yet. If you're pro medical assistance, like, you know, it's Dave Smith said uh, Republicans and Democrats aren't that different because Republicans want Medicare for some and de- Democrats want Medicare for all. It's like the Democrats just took it that one extra step, you know, like they care about the issues, but they're slowly inching left and like taking it to their logical conclusion. And libertarians are just like, oh, no, I see where like my thing goes. So I'm just going to land over here in like the world of real small government, you know. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, bombers. I almost wish that if I had a laptop in front of me, um, which I do, but if it was more easily accessible, um, like bring up like a chart of what all the actual beliefs are and then try to see if like the actual beliefs that they're arguing right now do follow those beliefs. Because sometimes I feel like 
the democratic platform has changed so much in the last, um, let's say, 25 years. Yeah, I mean, that when you try to measure that, because um, I've seen like articles and graphs try to measure that, it's hard because um, how do you define left or right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like some people's left is some people's right and some people's right is some people's left. And libertarians, for example, uh, are way more left leaning on some issues than Democrats are and are way more right leaning than conservatives. So it is difficult to uh, kind of quantify that. So all the articles are kind of wishwash, you know, on well, why don't how that we goes. tackle that in next week's episode? Because like there there are like academic rules for a lot of these things, and I guess like we're so jaded with everything that we see on social media that because people definitely will claim to be one particular party, but mm-hmm. they don't even necessarily um, abide by those quote unquote fundamentals. Yeah. Um, so and I'd love to try and figure out like what is what is a principled Republican, and what is a principled Democrat, and yeah. how would they tackle some of the issues, and then play devil's advocate potentially. Because, like, you know, I'm so jaded, I feel like, at this point. Um, oftentimes, I look at Trump supporters, and it's like, to me, they are almost leftists, mm-hmm. but with a red hat. I 100% yeah. agree. They're not different. Yeah. And a bunch of leftists just flip their lid that I just said that. Right. But it's really true. <laughs> they aren't yeah. different. They're, they're, what's the difference between a Republican and a Democrat? It's like four years of policy, basically, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, there's, there's nothing different. Um, and like, I've, I've said this to family and they don't, it, it clicks with me a lot, but it doesn't, they hate it. Um, they're both authoritarian and like their own sort of flavor. Uh, the left used to be authoritarian economically and libertarian socially, you know, until they started mandating that people hire for certain reasons and blah, blah, blah. I'm offended by the word mandating. Okay. <laughs> What's wrong with two men on a date? <laughs> That's my thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But then, like, Republicans are socially authoritarian, saying, like, right. you can't smoke, you can't, like, get married if you're gay, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, relative to the Democrats are economically libertarian. And they're not, you know, they're arguing over a 27 versus 24% tax. You know, they're the same thing. Right. I love how Republicans want to force freedom down the throats of other countries. I think that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I was talking to a Be free, dang it. <laughs> My, I had a family member that was literally going on about, like, and they may potentially listen to this, so Sick. you know who you are. I love <laughs> you. You're my favorite. Um, <laughs> but basically just about how much our country helps other nations. And I'm like... The state doesn't get to 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 attack my tax my my money my paycheck to give it to some other country that I don't give a crap about. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm still paying property taxes out my butt and like yeah. just trying to get a better job and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like not I to just, mention they all benefit from these deals. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Biden's son. <laughs> That's not even a hot take. That's just facts, and the left doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. You can't withhold funds, but it's totally fine if you use your political position to get your son a job that he's not qualified for to make a lot of money. Let's just forget about that. <laughs> also, the most constitutional thing Trump did was withhold funds because we're not supposed to take. <laughs> like, it's just like guys, it's nobody so cares. Like, <laughs> I think there's lots of reasons to impeach Trump, though. Let me say that on the re- on the record. I yeah. mean, there's lots of reasons. That's just not the one. Yeah, not giving money to a foreign to country. Like, what I- was that? 
not giving money to another country like that's an impeachable offense now. That was the most con- constitutional thing that he did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan to see like how this Bolton's book thing plays out. Mm. Uh, he makes some big claims, which mm-hmm. granted, I'd love to know what the quote unquote facts are uh, as opposed to just hearsay. Yeah. Those are some bold claims. Mm. Yeah. Um, Impeachment round two. I don't know. Maybe Dude, if this guy can, you know, be called a Nazi for four years straight and then survive a pandemic and a recession and an impeachment and riots and burning cities. This guy's invincible politically. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he thinks so. Like, um, I, I would I would vote for him for a third term if he survives all this. Oh, just just for the troll of it. If ah. that guy can survive all of that and still come out on top next year, uh, I'm going to lose my mind. Well, that's it for this week's edition of Lunch Boys. Join us again next week as we watch the boys take one step closer to getting canceled. Bye bye now. Stay safe out there. There's a lot of COVID. You might get it. You might not. Wear a mask. Or don't. Who knows? But whatever you do, have a strong opinion about it.